Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Sif Hyder, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger podcast. Now, today's conversation is one that is just so special to me and very full circle because of the history that Array and Nish and I personally have with Melissa. Now, Melissa Wood is someone who hardly needs an introduction, but if you haven't heard of her, she is an incredible health and fitness expert and influencer. She has her platform, Melissa Wood Health, which is amazing at-home workouts, which are Pilates-based and shares a lot about mindfulness. She is just a positive, you know, energy I don't even know, like just like positive energy on crack on Instagram. And she's just an all out awesome person. And she is exactly who she is on social in real life. Just just a really cool woman who has come from a background that a lot of us may not have expected, because as you see someone who's just so successful, you may not realize the kind of trials and tribulations that they may have gone through in order to get here. And she shares all of that. And she shares a lot of tangible tips on how we can shift our mindset and the, I guess, the the standards that we set for ourselves to step into a reality, which we really are deserving of. And she talks about tangible tips on how to start your mindfulness practice. Um, Her, like, I mean, this conversation really goes across the board. And I think that you guys will take a lot out of it. I personally came out of it really just energized and full of more knowledge and really, really inspired. So she is awesome. And I'm so excited to bring you this conversation. And I have to say, um, One of you had asked in a review for me to bring on Melissa as a guest. And just to let you guys know, I read all your reviews. And so anytime you give me feedback, I take it very seriously. So as soon as I saw that review come in, I was like, I have to make this happen. Nish and I had already planned a trip to New York. And I was like, no, we're doing this this time. Like, let's make it happen. And so I was just so happy to have been able to get Melissa on the show because it was a request. It was, you know, she's someone I had been dying to speak to and have on the show. And I think it's a value packed app. And to give you a little bit of a backstory on our kind of history with Melissa, Melissa was the reason Array took off in the early days. And she's just someone that Nish and I are indebted to forever. Essentially, you know, March 2020, it was 
pandemic days, early days, and Array had just launched. And, you know, the business was so young that we were just doing one to two sales a day at the very most. One day out of the blue, we see this influx of sales and Nish and I were just so confused as to what had happened, where this was coming from. And then someone from my community DM'd me being like, hey, Melissa is talking about you guys on an Instagram live. And I'll never forget that moment because, you know, that was really the first day that Nish and I were like, holy crap, like we can really be something. And then from there, you know, she continued to show us so much love. We, you know, started partnering with her when we had a little bit more money and she's just an incredible person. I remember Nish, Nish and I were telling this to Melissa, but like we have a Polaroid on her, on our fridge from our highest sales day in like early days because Melissa had posted about us and it says like at the bottom of the Polaroid, um, Melissa would day. And she's just so special. So I'm so excited that I was able to have her on the podcast. I hope you guys take a lot of value away from this conversation. I know I did. And yeah, I'm so excited to get into it. Before we do, however, this week's hot tip. So it is the Mara Beauty Retinol Oil. So you guys know I'm a big Mara Beauty fan. And I tried the retinol fairly recently, actually. And you guys, I absolutely love it. It's very, I forget what percentage of retinol it is, but it's pretty substantial and it does not make my skin flake or, you know, get me irritated or anything like that. It really is a beautiful retinol oil. I like that it comes in oil format as well because it just like keeps my skin feeling like nourished and hydrated. So highly recommend this product. You guys know I'm a huge Mara Beauty fan. I've talked about their oil cleanser. I think I've also talked about their universal face oil in the past. So you guys know I am obsessed with this brand. All right. And this week's review comes to us from Yasi Shafei. And it says, love, love. Your episodes have helped me in my personal life and business. Listening to different episodes have clarified next steps I need to take with my business. And it's the best feeling. So thank you and keep it up. This is a really, really sweet review. You guys, your reviews mean truly the world to me. It helps me figure out who to bring on the show, the topics you guys like, and helps me be a better interviewer. So if you have two seconds and want to show me and the show some support, all you have to do is open the Apple podcast app. You probably already have it open. Scroll to the bottom where it says rate and review the show. If you feel like I've deserved it, please leave me a five star rating. And in the review section, tell me literally anything that's on your mind, what you're loving, what you want to see more of, favorite topics, stream guests. I will make those things happen based on what you're asking for. And so I really appreciate it. And if you have a couple of minutes, please take the time to do that. All right. With that, let's welcome Melissa Wood to the Dream Bigger podcast. So I like know a little bit about your background. Obviously, you were a model, but like you were not who you are today. Or maybe that was a part of you, but like you hadn't found that part. Oh, yes. I mean, completely different version. But, you know, it's interesting. She was in there, mm -hmm. right? Like there were elements where the woman I am today was like the was in there. I just mm -hmm. had to do a lot of work on finding the confidence to really bring her out as a lot of us do. So talk to me about that time in your life. What was it like when you had just moved to New York? Because you moved here, what, you were like in your early 20s, I early believe? Early 20s. Yeah. So yeah, and I was 22. 
And where where did you grow up before that? Syracuse. Okay, so you moved to yeah. the city at 21, which by the way is not an easy thing to do no. because especially a place like New York, like there's so much being thrown at you. And oh, if yeah. you've not developed into your own person, it can like sway you in any different way. A hundred percent. And I could feel that like mm-hmm. starting to happen, but I was really just so different as, you know, it's like, I'm sure when anyone looks back on their younger years, mm-hmm. especially they're like, 20s or Mm -hmm. early 20s. Mm -hmm. Nonetheless, I just, I feel like I was the most like chaotic person, like the most chaotic version of myself. Mm -hmm. Like it was just everything felt that way Mm -hmm. in my life. And I, I think it all really stemmed from the foundation of my mind. Mm -hmm. Like that was just how I thought. Right. And I, I, I think most of the chaos in our lives begins there. Define what you mean by chaotic. Like, what was your life like? Was it kind of driven by the kind of career you were in? Because modeling, you know, how long ago was this? Like seven, eight, nine years ago was very different from what it is today. Oh my, a completely different industry. Like, it was just all based on your size and all this pressure. I mean, it was grueling. Yeah, it was really tough. But like, I, that's all I knew. So... I really tried to fit the mold. Uh It was like I did anything and everything that I could to morph into that like character, Mm -hmm. if you will, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think when you, I mean, what I see now is, you know, like when I talk to a model and and maybe not even just a model, but I happen to live in New York Mm -hmm. and, you know, even in, my husband's industry, Mm -hmm. I see a lot of girls out. And if you are not confident, like if you don't have that real foundation of just self-confidence stepping into that business, it will swallow you alive. And it did. Like, I mean, I definitely found my way of becoming more of myself, Mm -hmm. but it, it took almost a decade being in the industry and just being told my thighs were too big constantly. Like I was always on more of the curvier scope on my board and on like the the modeling board I was on. And that really like sticks with you, you know, it's just like that feeling of constantly never being enough. And I didn't feel enough anyways. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it wasn't just the industry at that time. It was really how I felt On as inside, a person. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know? And it just brought out other qualities within me. So when did you decide that you were going to like work towards kind of healing from that place? Like when did you realize that, okay, no, I'm done with this and it's time to kind of go a different way? Yeah, I mean, you know, I was just, it's like, I I think back to the girl who was like going out, getting fucked up on the weekends, waking up, like my weekends consisted of like nursing hangovers. And a lot of people think that's normal. (laughs) I'm I'm like, I'm sorry, but it's not. Mm -hmm. And, And I think it's important even for these younger generations to know that, you know, being completely blackout drunk and not remembering the night when you wake up is 
there's nothing to normalize there. I think we need to have these conversations and just give ourselves this moment to like self-reflect, right? It's like when you are living in that place, it's awful. Like waking up on the week and, and just having no energy, not looking forward to the day, not showering until 7 p.m. and then getting ready to do it again. Yeah. Like that's normal, right? And it, it, you're so right. And I was I was hanging out with Dylan like a few days ago and I was telling her <laughs> that like, you know, this was my life throughout college. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't until I started working at a magazine and at that same time I was working on my blog and I couldn't afford to take my weekends off to kind yeah. of be hung over. And that's when I was like, I'm actually not going to drink anymore. And I went like just like because I, I didn't want to waste the time and I was right. tired of feeling like shit right. and anxious the next day. Yeah. And oh, my God, I, I like all of a sudden I was clearer. I had mm. all this energy. Not to say that, you know, if you're drinking, you're doing a bad thing. Like I will enjoy a drink now and then now. Yeah, I want to say that I wanted yeah. to get to that too, not to cut you off, mm -hmm. but I'm not here at all to say like, you shouldn't drink. You should totally. like, that is your, that's a decision only you can make mm -hmm. for yourself. But I do think we are in a movement to really take a closer look at how we're living our life, mm -hmm. how we feel, like, how do you want to feel? Yeah. You know, like I chose to stop drinking because I realized the person I became, it was really like the next day really affected me, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. spiked my anxiety. I was, I mean, just like reactive as all hell, which is a pretty normal state for me. So mm -hmm. I have to work really hard. I have to work extra hard not to go into that reactive nature. Like I really try to respond first. Doesn't always happen. But yeah, just I think really connecting to how I want to feel, like mm -hmm. how I want to show up. And it just no longer fit in alignment with the person I want to show up as every day. And I mean, but in my 20s, it took getting to a place where I could no longer, like I couldn't take it anymore. Mm -hmm. I was like mm -hmm. getting really depressed. I, it was making my eating disorder spiral out of control. And I had some really dark days. Mm -hmm. And I just knew after one of the darkest days for me, I had a choice. Yeah. And I really looked at where things were going and what if I chose another path. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, that was it for me. I Everyone has their own threshold, unfortunately, of rock bottom. And for some, it's it's really low. For me, this was what I could handle. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I, I just, I started to make some real changes. This episode is brought to you by Babe Original for longer looking lashes in as little as six weeks. You guys, who doesn't want long lashes? I always did, but I didn't think my short straight lashes ever had a chance. I decided to try the Babe Original Essential Serum like a skeptic. I wasn't sure if it would work for me, but I figured I'd give it a go. I mean, it couldn't do any harm, right? How much shorter could my lashes even get at that point? When I started using it, I took a picture of my lashes on day one and every week after. You guys, a few weeks in, 
The difference was undeniable. My lashes looked way longer than they ever had. Six weeks in and the results were beyond anything I could expect. I actually posted a side-by-side picture of my lashes on Instagram stories day one. And then I believe it was six or seven weeks in. It's in the highlight called links. So you can see the results for yourself. When I first posted that image, I think I got like 50 DMs about how insane my lashes looked. Even when I looked at the side by side, I couldn't believe it. I mean, the difference is truly mind boggling. And now when I wear mascara, I mean, it's out of control. It's really, really cool to see how nice and long and luscious my lashes look. Babe Original promises longer looking lashes in as little as six weeks and is so confident in their results that they have a 90 day satisfaction guarantee. Personally, I couldn't be more impressed. And this is just one of those products that I don't think I can live without. I mean, they are an essential for my lashes. No wonder it's called the essential serum, right? (laughs) Babe Original has offered you guys a special code. Use the code DREAMBIGGER at checkout to save 15% off your order. That's dream bigger at checkout to save 15% off your order. You and your long lashes can thank me later. Have you guys ever painted a room? I personally painted my bedroom in 2019 and my God, the process was gnarly. I went back and forth from the paint shop to my home and back again to land on the perfect color so many times that I wanted to never paint a room again. Thankfully, this is where Claire comes in. Claire is an innovative new e-commerce paint startup that takes the hassle out of paint shopping with a streamlined selection of designer curated colors, peel and stick paint swatches, and premium paint and supplies delivered straight to your door. Something I found so overwhelming about my paint picking experience was how many colors there were. I had such severe decision fatigue and as someone who deals with so much on a day-to-day basis, that decision fatigue is enough to make me never want to touch something again. And so I was really excited to see that Claire was addressing that problem by focusing on fewer and better colors expertly curated through the lens of an interior designer. They also have their peel and stick paint swatches. So you can just stick it onto your wall and figure out if the color looks right in your space. Claire has literally thought of every detail to help make your paint project easy, inspiring, and hassle-free, and was founded by a female interior designer named Nicole Gibbons. As a female entrepreneur myself, I will take any opportunity to support other women who are doing cool things, and it's really exciting for me to be able to support a woman of color as she disrupts an industry. The brand also offers paint formulations that are zero VOC, Green Guard and Gold certified for better indoor air quality and meets the most stringent chemical emission standards. Claire is also formulated without any toxic air contaminants, hazardous air pollutants, or EPA chemicals of concern. So it's paint you can actually feel really good about using in your home. Claire is offering you guys a special discount. Visit Claire at www.claire.com slash dream bigger to get started and receive 10% off your order. That's www.claire.com slash dream bigger for 10% off. Enjoy. Hello, beautiful people. It's Renee Blewett, and I am your host for the She Did That podcast. Have you ever wondered how your favorite women founders are building these beautiful brands and legacies? Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, already on your journey, or just someone who wants to learn from the best to ever do it, this is the podcast for you. Every week, I'll introduce you to powerhouse entrepreneurs, creatives, and innovators who are carving their own paths with love, resilience, and bold ambitions. Be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss a thing.
What was the first step that you took to kind of like change your life and find the Melissa that was here today, but was deep inside of you back then? The first step for me was recognizing that I needed help, Uh that I did have an eating disorder. That for me was like once I started actually saying it, Mm -hmm. because I, going back to normalizing behavior, I normalized that behavior of those patterns for so long where Mm -hmm. I would never let myself ever think that I had any issue Mm -hmm. with food, which I now know. It was really not even the food I had an issue with. It was my relationship to self. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So asking for help was my like real moment. And I, I started seeing a therapist. I called one of my best friends who was in therapy and I was like, I, I need your therapist's information. Like it was really just two steps mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they sound simple, but it takes a lot of courage. Of course. Yeah. Of course. For you to, to just be honest with yourself. I didn't tell anyone, by the way. No one knew in my life that I was doing the things that I was doing behind like the closest people in my lives back. Like none of them knew because I was really good at hiding my pain, Mm -hmm. which is also something that I think is really normal for people to just internalize all of the things, no matter what it is. You know, I think for me coming from a background, like with a lot of chaos growing up and dysfunction, it really manifested itself self in many different forms in my life. And I was really embarrassed of it. Mm -hmm. I was like really embarrassed that I didn't have this like perfect family growing up, you know, like it was something that I wanted so badly and kind of attached myself to people even growing up in my life who had that because Mm -hmm. it felt good. Like Mm -hmm. it felt safe. It felt supportive. And for me, I think it I carried a lot of shame, especially moving to New York. I remember the moment I moved into my first apartment Mm -hmm. on 66 and 1st on the Upper East Side. It was this tiny, I mean, I don't even think my entire apartment was as big as this room. Wow. It was small. Tiny, yeah. Oh, I don't even think the code could approve that. I I actually think they should go look at that (laughs) because I'm just like, how? Yeah, my room was like so small. But I remember the first time I like shut my bedroom door. That was definitely a closet. Uh And I remember this feeling of like deep anxiety Uh and just being like, oh my God, I'm like with myself. I'm like with all of these emotions that I pushed down, I pushed down, I pushed down and like they're here. And they started to really reveal themselves in New York. And I think New York has a way of like really being a mirror for you and just... (laughs) Like moving to New York, you can't, you can't hide. You yeah. can't really hide for too long anywhere in life. But New York really has a way of bringing things to the surface. I, I, yes, 100%. <laughs> I mean, it's a hard city, you know? And I feel city. like I, I would I would say the same about LA as well, because I know people who, you know, are my age, like I'm I'm 30 and yeah. I, I've oh my met God, people my so age. so young. <laughs> Thank <Yes>. you. <laughs> Look at this. Brand you've built. That's Thank amazing. You, that means so much. I mean... Wow. But yeah, I, when I when I moved to LA, I started to meet a lot of people. And, you know, I would notice people 
who had maybe moved to the city when they were younger, but they hadn't had a chance to confront those like issues within them or like heal from it. And the way that they show up, it's it's so different from someone who has confronted those things and worked through them, you know, and big cities are tough. Yeah, they are. And, you know, I will say to just add on what you just mentioned, I'm turning 40 this Mm -hmm. year and I have had this moment of like, wait, I've been doing all of this work for so long Mm -hmm. and like new things, deeply rooted traumas and stuff has been like coming to the surface. So I used to think that I was healed. Mm -hmm. I did. Mm -hmm. I thought I was healed. (laughs) And what I'm really discovering at this point in my life is that like the healing never ends. I agree. I think when you're on a quest of really evolving into your highest self, which is like what I desire more than anything in my life, I'm so open to the expansion where it's like peeling back the layers on the things I still haven't confronted. So I think for anyone out there who feels like, oh, wow, I haven't, it's like, it really is a journey. It's like, there is no like finish line with healing. It's It's, a journey that never ends. It's a never ending journey. And it gets easier sometimes. And then it gets harder, but you continue to get stronger and to be able to deal with the things when you, I think when you have a, a toolkit that can really help you. How important were relationships and mentors throughout your journey? Because the reason I ask this is because, you know, you moved to New York Mm -hmm. when you were in your early twenties, you'd gone into modeling, like that's really fucking tough. And so how did you start to build those positive relationships and just bring in those people who you should have been surrounding yourself with? When I first moved here, I worked at the Chanel counter in Bloomingdale's. Mm -hmm. And I was very fortunate to have worked with a woman, Donna Ganji, who took me in. I knew no one really in the city. She lived, she has a place in Queens and I lived in the basement in her in-law suite. And she was really someone that was there for me and like gave me a really like supportive foundation when I had nothing. I had nothing in my life close to that. So I think I've always naturally really gravitated towards people and even friends Mm -hmm. who Mm -hmm. I look up to or who just give me that sense of like safety and security and like people that I can learn from. I've I mean, I I remember being like really little and always wanting to be around the people that just, you know, made me think about life. I think it's a really good tip because, I mean, you know the saying that like you're a product of the five people that you spend your time with. And you really are. You know, I I don't even necessarily think that those are five people that you're constantly hanging out with. It's like, what are you exposing yourself to, you know? And like, if you are in a very dark place, like, you know, what are you listening to? What are you watching? Mm -hmm. You know, like where are you spending your time? I think all of these things matter. Oh my, they're so crucial. I mean, I think with the day and age that we live in too, with social media and 
just reality television. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know. I think the these younger generations, like that, is what they have grown into. Is like that's what's in their face, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, I I always love speaking to the younger, the you know, the the people who are still. It's like that ripe. <laughs> point in your life where someone can really like crack you open. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's so important to take a look at who you have. Like I always say, like pulled up a seat to your table. Like who are you giving your energy to? I agree. And what are you consuming? Like, what are you watching? No one has time. No one has time to do anything. No one has time to take care of themselves. But how many hours a day are you spending scrolling on social media? Thank you. It's wild. It's insane. Like, everyone should go look at their screen time. Yeah, because let look me at your screen you. time. I look at mine and it's scary. But I also work off my phone. Yeah. So like, but like, I mean, it's true. And just like what people are consuming, like if, I don't know, like you're just constantly taking in things which are so mindless, like constantly, I don't know, like it, it has an impact, right? Like for me personally, an, I'm an impact yeah, on your mental health. I'm like very sensitive to whatever I take in. And I, I try like to very much avoid like taking in like negative things because I, I would notice like, for example, if the news is incessantly on, right. It's like, it, it really brings me down. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Like if I'm just consuming reality TV where people are fighting on air constantly, right? Like it's fine to do it once in a while, whatever. Right. But like, if that's all I'm consuming, it's it's hard. It's no, like it hard is. on the nervous system, I feel. It is. And I think people spend so much time in the know of other people's lives and they don't know who they are. Oh, yes. Agreed. They don't know who they are. And so- we wonder why, Right. So when you started to kind of like this journey looking inwards, yeah. did you start with meditation? Like what were some of the tools? No, that- not not right away. So how did you like how did you even get into that portion of things? I so I started with a therapist. Uh-huh. And I think for me, just like understanding why I was behaving the way that I totally. was behaving, why I was resorting to, you know attaching myself to certain things and tools that weren't serving me Mm -hmm. was like a big moment of like understanding Mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. And then I started working with a health coach and I went to a health coach. This was before I had ever enrolled at IIN, Mm -hmm. the online nutrition school that I love. But I went there with one mission in mind and I wanted her to give me a plan. Mm -hmm. I wanted a diet I wanted her to write everything out that I needed to eat, what time I needed to eat it, how much I, that was my mindset Mm -hmm, at that time. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I just remember she did not do that. She was amazing actually. (laughs) And she started to ask me questions about like how I was waking up in the morning, what's the first thing I was doing. And I started to really look at my life, Mm -hmm. you know, and then it just, it was really more of like, I felt called to, to expand my awareness. Mm-hmm. And after that, it, something definitely shifted in me, but I felt like I needed, I needed to go deeper. Mm-hmm. I didn't know necessarily what it was, but I went, I like took a weekend. I did like a weekend workshop in New York for, it was transcendental meditation and that was like the first time I had ever really meditated. And I have since that weekend, I have meditated 
just about every single day since. And that was over a decade ago. Wow. Yeah. So if Because some- I felt it was immediate I mean, for me. It, honestly, though, I will say like when I, sometimes I lose my meditation practice, yeah. but now I'm in it again, right? Yeah. And when I'm doing it, it's like medicine for the mind. Like oh I cannot God. even explain it. I, I show up as a better version of myself. I Me mean, too. you're just way less reactive. I don't know. You just, I know you glide through your day with a little bit more ease. You really do. I mean, you literally said it perfectly. It's just been one of those things that I, I realize like being a very sensitive person. And if you think about it, our days are spent like reacting to people's needs, right? From the moment most people wake up, they'll look at their phone and respond to emails, respond to DMs. So you haven't done a thing to take care of yourself and you're already taking care of other people. So like that right there will set you in a state of just giving, giving, giving to everyone else. But like if you're not giving from a from a full cup, right? Mm-hmm. From from a real nourished soul, you're going to crack. Like yeah. that's at least how I feel when I, like the mornings that I do touch my phone, which I really try to avoid 30 minutes at least mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. an hour after I wake up because you're on, I, I, it's like you jump on the hamster wheel and it's just, you're on that wheel all day, like a, puppet to everyone's needs. And I, I have really, I'm like extremely consistent with my stuff because I have to be, and I know, I know what it feels like to, to not feel like good Mm -hmm. about myself and and not even about myself, like to feel mentally stable. Mm -hmm. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm okay saying that. I would be afraid to say that years ago, but I'm like, no. You know, I'm so glad that you do because I work with Nish, who's my husband. Yeah. And we are so different in that way. Okay. Like I have very, very strict boundaries around what has to happen before I look at my Slack messages and, (laughs) you know, get on a call or, Mm -hmm. you know, answer emails. I have to start my day with like mindfulness and movement. Otherwise. Watch out. Yeah. (laughs) It's like you're a slave to everyone else and you're just kind of like being pulled in every which direction. Yeah. You know, I know it's it's really rough. It's rough. He doesn't need to do any of that. He neither Melissa, does Noah. Uh, I don't I I don't understand. I is it a man thing? Like I don't or is it just that they don't know how stressed they are? Like I'm I think so confused. I think it's a lot of that. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> I, I honestly like I think I mean I hate to say that because neither one of them are here, but I mean, I do think, like, I can say that Noah respond, responds very differently to stressful situations than I Same. do. I'm, like, so emotionally triggered by things. And I think that's just, like, in his nature. Yeah. But I really do think, no matter who you are, no I think matter, you can benefit from everyone it. Everyone can benefit from, like, taking a mindfulness moment to themselves before even just touching your phone. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying you have to do a 20 minute meditation and work out. Like, just imagine not touching technology for the first 20, 30 minutes when you wake up. Honestly, really good first step for that. That would be the first thing I would say. Uh, Honestly, agreed, because that is 
first of all, it's fucking hard. It is. Okay. Like I remember it was, it was 2020 actually. I did like a new year's resolution where just for one month in January, I wouldn't touch my phone as soon as I woke up. Changed my life. Changes your life. Like I became a different person. Yes. I wasn't consuming social media as soon as I woke up and I was like, wow, this is amazing. Yes. No, it, it really is. I mean, I'm, I used to be a perfectionist and now I'm a recovering perfectionist. So like we all have those days. Totally. But I think just paying really close attention to how you feel aligned when you commit. Mm-hmm. And you commit to things that really better yeah. who you are. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I've heard you talk about you kind of like increasing your standards over time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I know like I've, I've, for example, like I remember when you got your office where you were like, I, at one point I couldn't even imagine that I would have an yeah. office. And then now I have this office and it's like, you know, over time, as you have shifted as a human being, you've kind of called in those things as well. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about mindset and the kind of expectation that we have to what we deserve, I guess? Yes. I love this. I love this conversation. You know, I I really believe that everything you think, you start to believe. Like all of the things that we tell ourselves are, is what we absorb. Mm-hmm. So for me, I used to say things like, you know, I would maybe walk into a beautiful space and be like, oh, wow, like can't believe this. Well, must I wonder how this feels. Must be nice. Well, I'd never have that. And I, I think that's like such a normal, you know. Money doesn't grow on yeah, trees. Like, like even I, I know what I you mean. recognize like that's how I used to think. Mm-hmm. And everything was impossible, like felt impossible. And now I believe so deeply in the realm of just limitless potential impossibilities for all of us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I really do like the beautiful office that I have now, the office that we're moving into next year is something I'm like, no, this is, this is right. Like this, I am deserving of this. And I have actually brought this into my life with the way that I the way that I I live my life, the way that I show up for myself, the way that I show up for others, the way that I give, because I do believe that comes back. That comes back to you in so many different forms. And I just, I no longer allow that story to be a part of what I consume. And if it starts to come up, which it does, you know, like I'm just about to launch something Mm -hmm. and the voice has started to come, right? Like we all have those voices, by the way, some are louder than others. And my, that voice used to be on, like it was unbearing. Like I couldn't even, it was like, I listen, I believe that voice. I believed that voice, but now I'm like, no, I am choosing not to, to listen Mm -hmm. to that. Like Mm -hmm. that's not true. And you can create a different storyline. Like, but it's, it takes that self-awareness to be like, oh no, there, there she is. 
like I'm starting to spiral and then bringing it back to, you know what? I've worked my ass off. I've surrounded myself with really good people. We've built an incredible team and this is the next chapter. What were, what are some tangible tips you can give to someone for raising that standard that they have where like, you know, they, they stop talking to themselves in that way that like must be nice, you know? And yeah. we know, I know we, we know I, that, that was me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I think it really starts from this seed of self-love with yourself mm-hmm. and working on your relationship with self. Because when you really work on the way that you speak about yourself first, that reflects on the way you see the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think our relationship with ourself is of utmost importance. Yeah. And you can't really show up for everyone else if you don't have that solid foundation. No. So when you, you went through this like inflection point during COVID, which is so funny because I always tell Dylan this and I'm sure she's (laughs) told you, but you know, you were at, I think 200,000 followers. Our business was brand fucking new. Yeah. We, I remember. We gifted you product. <laughs> you blew us up. Oh. You blew up. What do you think it was that really spoke to people? And was it then that you felt like, okay, no, you know, it's time. Like, I really believe that this business is going to be something. Like, what were the series of events that happened? Yes. Well, first of all, I remember you guys gifting me a ray and I I tried it. It was like right in the beginning of 2020. Mm-hmm. I tried it for like three months. I remember Dylan like checking in and I'm like, I'm not done yet. I'm like so <laughs> crazy when I'm testing something because I really like to give it mm-hmm. like he, as you a should. real test. You know, like I like to finish the bottle if I'm testing skincare because I think, you know, things can change. Totally. Something that's feels great in 14 days could feel different in 60 or 90 days. Mm-hmm. So I always say like 30, 60, 90 you got to do like give things a good three months of testing before mm-hmm. you shout from the rooftops how much you love mm-hmm. something. And I fell in love with the Ray immediately. <laughs> no, I really mean it because it, I always say it, but it it works and it speaks for itself. I mean, it's so clean and there's five ingredients, six, six ingredients. And it it's just one of those things. It was like that. Mm-hmm. Like if anyone here is listening and <laughs> has that like uncomfortable blow at the end of the day, you don't have to live with that. And there are things that you can take, natural herbs like Array that help you feel better. Honored. You know? So no, I mean it. I fell in love with it. And then I fell in love with you guys, which is always like for me, it's always unfortunate when you love a brand, but you don't love the people behind the brand. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it usually, you know, puts a damper on the relationship, but it's just incredible. Thank you. Yes. But to bring you back to that time, you know, it was really interesting because I, I think people see something and they're like, oh, wow, that came out of nowhere. Like, wow, look at like that just happened. <laughs> I'm like, like no, I had been doing this for five years. Wow. You know, like I had a really healthy business Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when that time in my life, when that time in all of our lives hit. And, you know, it was during such an awful, unfortunate time in the world. It was a silver lining to be able to be easily 
accessible and affordable for people in a time of major need. And, you know, one thing that I've always thought was important was not just movement. It was this element of mindfully moving your body. Like anyone can do anything. You can move your body in any way, but when you really connect the mind and the body and the soul to like the things that you're doing, I believe that's where you really see a transformation that like lasts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you you embody it, right? And And when you really when that starts to affect like every aspect of you, you want more of that. Yeah. So you keep coming back to that. And that's really the through line of of what keeps, I think, like a any sort of program or method mm-hmm. or way of moving your body in meditation. That's what keeps people like coming back mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that like connectivity that you have. And that was something, you know, during that time in all of our lives, I think we all realize the importance of, it wasn't just about moving our bodies. Oh my we God. Had to carve to out find the space sanity. To strengthen our, our mental health and to strengthen our minds. What do you think it was about your method that like, or you even, like yeah. just not just your method, it was also you that really spoke to people because there's so many people online, okay? Like yeah. there's so many, but it was you. You know, like it was, I mean, I feel like the last two years have been like the years of Melissa. So (laughs) like truly, right? Like it's like, I'm not joking. Like it it has been. So what do you think it was? Like, was it the way you spoke to people? Was it the way, like the standard you set for yourself? Like, what was it, do you think? You know, I, since like the moment I started, like I, I like, as I just, did that. It's, it like brings me back to my living room, right? And I would have my little tripod set up with my iPhone and I would go over and I just remember like from the second I would press start because I literally filmed everything on my iPhone, I just envisioned speaking to a lot of people who needed help, mm. who like needed to come back to themselves, but in a way where it was like, we're here to learn to love ourselves. You know, like, I I don't know, like I still, when I film workouts and I film meditations, I think of like my community, like sitting down. I, I think I literally like one day I'm going to do this because I think of us all at a, a venue, maybe outside where there's just thousands of us together mm-hmm. and we're all coming together one thing. And it's just to feel good. It's to feel better in our bodies, in our minds, in the way that we live our lives. So I feel like my, I feel like that is what people feel. Like I I never started to start a business. I just, I didn't, you know, I, I'm so grateful Mm-hmm. that it's evolved into what it has because that was never my intention. Mm-hmm. But I think because I've always really moved with my heart, mm-hmm. it's what people have felt. And it's one thing I never want to lose, no matter like how many followers of, or subscribers, I really bring it back to like to my people. Mm-hmm. So like the people who fuel me every single day. And I'm just, I mean- you know, I, I think about it all the time. I think about like 
who, what am I inspired by? Like, what am I really inspired by? Like, who inspires me? And I am so inspired by my community. I, it's just, I like the stories and the transformations and it's not physical. Like mm-hmm. it's a mental transformation. It's a mental transformation that takes place. And while it's amazing, because I always say you start in the mind and the body will follow. Yes. Like people have physical transformations as well, but it just, it moves me to my core. And I really, I think people feel that from me. I hope they do. And I, I love that you bring this up because in my mind, I always feel that the intention behind what someone is doing, I don't know, it just, there's like an energy behind it. You feel it. And you feel it. And as you say this, like I can relate to it on such like a visceral level because that's why we started Array where I was like, I can make a difference in people's lives. I know it with every like ounce of my being. Mm. And it's almost like the universe or God or whatever, like kind of conspires to get it out to more people because- it's like your heart is like so in it and you you actually come from such a place of purpose. Yes, you really do. And the universe supports that. Totally. Like, I mean, you can tell, right? Like when you're scrolling on social media, like you can feel, you can feel when you're being sold something. You can feel when there's a share. You can feel when someone lives and breathes something. It's just, it's a feeling, it's an energy. And Mm -hmm. I have, you know, it's, it's an energy that I will never lose sight of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. ever because it's changed my life. It's, it's, you know, this way of life has changed me and, and for, you know, even to change another, another person's life is just, it's like, There's nothing more important. I love that. So I want to talk about social media. Yeah. What are your boundaries around it? Because it's it's an interesting thing, social media, where like you have a direct line of contact Mm -hmm. with your community, but I also feel like there needs to be some boundaries for your own mental health and sanity as well. So how do you manage that? And, you know, how do you think of like content as well? Like, like, because your, your stuff is so authentic and like organic to you. So how do you approach social media as a whole? It's changed so much, hasn't it? I mean, thank God. I I really have created some strong boundaries with myself mm-hmm. on what I allow myself to consume and what I allow myself to read <laughs> and to open and to, you it's know. It's true. Oh, yeah. I can tell in two seconds if someone's coming after me for something. And the old Melissa would open it up and I would be like, oh, wait, you know, and I would try to get this person to like me or to sit. And now I'm like, I don't do that anymore. I really use social media as a tool to share really all of the things that inspire me, mm-hmm. motivate me, even everything in between, like the good, the bad. And I think of it more as like, I never think of capturing content. Like I'm like, oh, it's not, you know, I don't think of like, I have to film content today. I That doesn't work with the way that I do things. Like mm-hmm. it just feels really forced and contrived and 
it's just, it doesn't connect. Like it has to feel intuitive. And for me, I really see social media as, as just capturing and sharing the essence of like who I really am, what I'm all about. And that's really it, you know? And then when it comes to all of the other stuff and even scrolling, I'm super careful at whose content I watch and, and who I'm following. Do you kind of filter who you follow or whose content you consume based on like who's inspiring you and bringing you value? Like how do you kind of, how do you kind of guardrail that? I've done a huge assessment mm -hmm. recently because I followed a lot of people for a long time because I, it's, you know, it's like, oh, you follow me, I'll follow you back. And then it just, I think it gets to the point where I'm like following people. I'm like, who is it? Like, I don't even know who the person, I don't even know anything. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, why am I, you know, I, like what I absorb and bring into my life is I have to be so careful mm -hmm. to the energies that I'm allowing in yeah. my life. So now I've really made it where social media for me is like accounts I, I like to follow or I'm interested in, intrigued of. I love fashion, maybe food, maybe just funny, maybe completely nothing wellness related. Mm -hmm. It's a real, it like ebbs and flows, but I have like one rule of thumb with myself recently because while like I'm really, I don't want to fake follow people anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How do you let people go like that then? Because with love. Yeah. No, honestly. With so much love because yeah. it's not even, it's just, you know, I think people change and people unfollow me all the time. <laughs> like it's nothing personal. I'll never ask anyone what friends. I have friends. I have people in my, I don't, it's just is what it is. It's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I have one too many stories. <laughs> Dylan, just kidding. <laughs> You share too much. <laughs> oh my God, I'm done. Okay, so before we wrap, I want to do a quick rapid fire round. Okay, I love a rapid fire, even though I talk a lot. So it's hard for so me to do that. So this first question is actually directly from Nish. He's very curious, as am I. I always ask one book recommendation that you would give to everyone. Can we do three, actually? I'm very <laughs> curious. I'm a big reader. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not. Really? No. It takes a lot for me to finish a book. Okay. So you must that's, have some good ones then. That's me being really honest. I feel like I do like a good read, mm -hmm. but it takes a lot for me to finish a book. Fair. <laughs> that's, that's just honest. like complete honesty. Right now, I would say my like go-to, go-to, A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. Mm -hmm. That's a real life-changing book along with you Can Heal Your Life. Louise Hay. By Louise Hay. I read it for the second time. It's incredible. And oh, it's so hard. I, I feel like there are so many. I would say Happy Days by Gabby Bernstein is incredible. Untethered Soul. But yeah, no, I I've, I feel like I've become better at listening mm -hmm. to things than reading because I can walk and listen. I, I audiobook. I, I love, no shame in audiobook. No, and I love podcasts too. I almost like, prefer a podcast over a book these days, but a good read. There's nothing like a good read. Love all those you. recommendations. I have to actually, the only one I haven't read is A Return to Love. So now I'm going to. I love A Return to Love. Okay, Help well, me love myself. That's my next read. It's a good one. What is your best tip around wellness for someone who is just wanting to get started? What is my best tip around wellness for someone 
that is just getting started. <sighs> like today is your day one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we already touched on it. I would definitely start with like avoiding touching your phone in the morning. But I want to go a step deeper. I would say to, I'm really thinking of someone who like just is starting mm -hmm. like raw. I would say like the first thing you do in the morning is to like bring in something really uplifting in your mind. And for me, it always goes back to gratitude mm -hmm. because I think wellness is, you know, can be so focused around like what we're eating and consuming, mm -hmm. which is very important. But I really feel even to go a step deeper than that, it's the most important thing is like the things that we consume and are absorb absorbing and telling ourselves. So filling your mind with something really uplifting, like coming back to something that you just feel really good about, something you love, something, you, something you're really grateful for in your life. I actually I think it's a good start. Of I the actually day. love this tip, Melissa, because yeah. I remember when I was getting started in my wellness journey and I didn't know where to start. Yeah. It started with the five minute journal and yes, gratitude the shifted journal. the way like it doesn't have to be the five minute journal. It can be like any form of gratitude. Yes. So I think like just that attitude of like feeling grateful for there must be something. Yes. It forces you to shift how to you shift. think, because I think that I think it's Dr. Daniel Amen who talks oh, about like amazing, incredible, the automatic negative thoughts like yes. ants in the morning, right? Yep. Yeah. And you wake we up. We all have them. Yeah. And you almost have to like program the way that you think to like shift to the positive first thing in the morning. And I think gratitude is the easiest way to do that. It is. And it, it can really be like a simple thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I love that. Just like gratitude for your health to mm -hmm. be able to like stand on your two feet, you know? Let me tell you, as someone who's broken my ankles many times, I have learned to be grateful yeah. for like being it's able like to the stand. Things that we all take advantage of. Truly, truly. Right. Great tip. Last question. What is a habit that is a non-negotiable for you? Meditation. Okay. I think a lot of people think it's movement, which by the way, it's like they go hand in hand. But if I only had time for one thing for me, it's carving out that space to strengthen my mind because everything else just really falls into place. And then you usually find those like 15 minutes to get movement in. It's amazing. Wait, I have a question. Actually, this is not rapid fire, but on <laughs> neither were any of my answers. <laughs> no, uh, this is like false advertising around rapid fire because I'm, I'm not a host I'm, who can just be like, yeah, okay. Next one. I'm like, but what do you mean? No, like, me tell too. Me <laughs> I like can't rapid fire. Okay. So last, last question. The movement that you do, is it really just like, you know, whatever you can get in in a day? Like you don't have like a, I'm going to do 45 minutes. It's like 15 minutes if I can get it in. Done. I haven't done a 45 minute workout since the last 40 minute flow I have on the site, which is probably nine months ago. Wow. Yeah. And so it really is exactly how you show, oh like goodness. getting it in whenever you can. Literally to a T. Like every single thing, like I also, I mean, everything I do is what I share. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like today I had a real moment with myself where I'm like, you know what? I haven't been feeling my best. I haven't been feeling like fully aligned. I am creating more space for myself. You know, these like little five minutes have been helpful. They've made an impact on my day, but I'm, I am desiring more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So today I had 15 minutes and I feel 
so much better. But like, I'm a big, like 15 to 20 minutes a day girl leading up to this launch. It's been like some days I've done like three minute abs mm -hmm. or five minute arms. If I'm lucky, some days it's been like 10 minute full bodies. I also haven't been filming my mm -hmm. workouts. I mm -hmm. used to film twice a week. We've taken a little bit of a pause. So I swear that consistency is the key that holds it all together. Because while I, I can feel in my mind that I'm like, you're a little, we got to bring it back. So like 15 minutes for me today was like, oh, I feel so much better. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I'm so excited to see what you're launching. Tell everyone where they can find you. <gasps> I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited for you and Ray <laughs> and all the amazing things to come. But you can find me at Melissa Wood Health, melissawoodhealth.com. And I also have Move With Heart. An podcast. incredible podcast. Thank you. Which I'm so and happy I need to you have started. you come on. <laughs> I'd be honored. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. It's been honestly an honor. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here with you. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sif Hyder. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday, so come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people, learn and unlearn, and have a lot of fun. See you next week. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.